My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Right now, I'm speaking to you from a concrete box. I'd say it's about uh, three and a half by three meters. There are no windows and we call it the den. Now, believe it or not, if this same room was near Bondi Beach, we'd probably get about 150 bucks a night on Airbnb or stays. Now, home share websites can be a great way to make some extra cash if you do it properly. Today, you're going to hear from an expert who will tell you exactly what you need to do to get guests in the door and to get those five-star ratings, which are so important. This is Hammer at Home with me, Barry Dubois. Sitting next to me right now is Monique Isles. Now, Monique directs a very clever company called Hotel-esque. They essentially manage around 130 high-end holiday homes. So imagine Airbnb, but much fancier. Thanks for joining us, Monique. Thanks, Barry. Nice to be here. Now, your company, Hotel-esque, doesn't just put any home on their website. What are you looking for in a property? Yeah, we've got very specific um, things that we know that are going to work. And one of the most important things is location. So it's like, can I get to a cafe within a few minutes? And it's not jumping in a car. It's being able to walk around the block and know that you can go to a local restaurant or a um, cafe. So those things are really important. It's about what does it look like inside? Is it five to ten years old in terms of the renovation? What How's it styled? So those things are really important because we've only got about... When these properties are listed, we've only got about eight seconds to capture attention. So it's really important that they look great. Now, that's part of the marketing of these properties. And it doesn't matter if it's a, a spare room in your uh, flat in Marrickville or a high-end luxury home. You've got to capture people and, and capture their imagination, don't you? Absolutely. And and you really have to do it quickly. And it doesn't matter. Like you say, is it a mansion? Is it a, a one-bedder in, in Surrey Hills? Um, all of those, the same premises are important so how do you advertise how do you market these properties what are you offering when the guest gets there and they're absolutely critical to make sure that you get good occupancy and good return if you're looking at putting a room or a house or an apartment on one of these sites uh, how much work does it take if they don't go with someone like you of course you look it's a lot of work it really is and we have a, a large team that do this and they're available 24 7 you really need to be committed because at the end of the day, it's all about the reviews that will keep people coming back to your property. So to actually go in there and make sure that it's, it's you know, perfectly clean. I mean, these are just absolute givens. Yeah. Perfectly clean, fully functioning. 
Um, they have to be able to uh, relax when they get there. What is it that you're going to offer when they get there? Are you going to bake a cake? Are you going like, We do things like welcome hampers where they can come in and... That's a great a, idea, isn't it? Yeah. Just to make someone feel more relaxed. Then they're not looking for things that have, may be wrong with the place. If you've sort of treated them with respect and a uh, little hamper, those little personal touches, people aren't going to be looking so closely at the things that they might criticise otherwise. You're so right. That's exactly what happens if they come in and they're relaxed, they get a bottle of champagne on arrival. We also do little oils and treatments and stuff like that. They'll come in, if they've had a long flight, they can go and have a a relax and it makes a big difference. These are great tips for anybody uh, that's renting a space. When you present a, a property to market for sale, you have to know your demographic. You have to know who you're selling to and you want to style it to that. How do you style generally to attract the right um, renter? It's really interesting because um, all sorts of styles works. Um, often people now, um, it used to be that it was a very um, raw space where people didn't um, put as much effort in, but now they're really focused on Hey, even making it more like a hotel. So it has the bed, it has the rolled up towel on the bed. It's Mm. got linen, the hotel grade linen, two side tables, two lamps and uh, two sort of uh, feature cushions and so on. It's very much styled and it doesn't have to be just a particular style that attracts all, you know, there's all sorts of styles that will work in this space. With your 130-odd properties, and these are high-end, so you've got some big egos staying in these spaces as well, I imagine. Yes. Uh, have you got a great disaster story for me? We, we, there's plenty. We've been in this game for a long time. So, I mean, the disaster things that happen that we've got really good at making sure they don't happen, people get locked in cupboards, in lifts, in all sorts of places. Um, you know, we, we've had... Uh, talent come in and um, you know international supermodels and people have been going through their bins so Mm. we have to work out how do we make sure that we get their bins cleared not by council but we actually do other things we've had guests walk in um, again superstars rock stars that'll walk into a property and we're just viewing the property and showing them and they like it so much they'll jump in the shower and say I'm staying and so how do we (laughs) awkward awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but disaster stories we we tend to really preempt them now and and we can see and just be available seven days a week that's the key and that's the key for anyone really that's looking to do this to be available they can't necessarily put these properties on and, and then travel the world themselves they need someone on the ground that'll support them and it could be a friend or you know, another neighbour. Neighbours are great because they, they keep an eye on... Sticky boots. They love it. They'll, love a sticky boot yeah. neighbour. And they'll, they'll, they'll keep you informed and help you understand that your property's being looked after when, when you're away. You've got a beautiful website and we can see that and um, decorated with gorgeous photos and stories, reviews. What other forms of media do you use um, to attract renters? Yeah, so we definitely use, obviously, our own um, Hotel S website. Um, but we also um, use a lot of those online travel agents, the large portals, the okay. Airbnbs, the, the HomeAways, the Stays, TripAdvisor and, and Booking.com. Um, so 50% of our guests would be past guests or corporate referred. That's so we great. We have a nice set of talent and um, various corporate people coming into work. A lot of locals that might be displaced because they're renovating, sorry, yeah, they're renovating or insurance work or they've sold a property and they haven't bought. 
So we've got quite a broad range, but the uh, online travel agents are really important to us. And what about uh, lower level again, or Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, that sort of stuff? Is that what you get into? Absolutely. I mean, all those social media, and, and it gets everyone, uh, you know, buzzing when they see their friends overseas. It brings more tourists into yeah. to, to Sydney. Social media is really important. So I guess that takes me to how important are great photos, whether they're on the website or Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. The photos are everything. And you really do only have 10 seconds to attract the right attention. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lead photo, super important. We're not selling real estate. You need to shoot from the hip, low shots. You're trying to create intimate photos that people go, oh, I want to go and stay there. So so, so what you're saying is you're not trying to take a photo that they want to fall in love with it. They just want to be in the space. Absolutely. It's all about the space. Let me see, you know, what's the view? Where am I sitting when I have my afternoon cocktail and and so on? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I guess the story that goes with the photo is very important as well. The story is really important. It needs to be really sort of concise. People don't have time. They're shopping around. They're online. They want to see really bullet point, quick short data just Mm. really being descriptive about the space little secret about me i used to sell a lot of property and i would do a pretty basic description okay because i felt if i could get them there with a very basic description once i got them there i'd knock them out with what was really (laughs) there so uh, is it a worry to oversell in the photo and then not deliver or you're better off to try and be as accurate as possible you know i know with the with the world of selfies now it's all about the photoshop yeah, uh, yeah. and then uh and then can be disappointing yeah, <laughs> you know, sort of st- yeah so is it the same with property it absolutely is it's accuracy authenticity make sure they get what they they're looking when they when they get there wow them wow really them wow when them. they get there yeah, yeah. so it's so yeah. a really honest photo but like you said that sets a mood and they can see them in holidays but don't doctor this up because you're generally going to disappoint. Absolutely. And then your reviews will be poor. So get it right and make sure it's a very good quality photo. Um, we obviously use professionals, but sure. if you're going to do it yourself, then make sure it's it's spot on. And do 100 photos. You might get 10 good ones, but you don't do 10 and hope that you're going to That's what happens to me at the Logies. They take about 1,000 <laughs> photos. I honestly see about two of them. Can't be good, can it? Yeah. Especially late at night. But anyway, <laughs> what are some of your tips for communicating with guests and potential guests? Yeah, this is really critical because there's a whole raft of um, uncertainty and anxiety that goes with booking online does the property exist and and so on so you need to be really good at communicating and constantly you communicate as soon as they book then you communicate to let them know details about arrival when they arrive you need to be able to tell them about the hope when you're saying communicate are you talking on the phone via email text message what's what levels of communication does uh, someone who's thinking about doing this have to expect to have are they going to be getting calls at work all day or do emails cover it? Uh, yeah. What do people prefer and, and what do you do? Yeah, good good question. Uh, definitely email is the, the preferred um, communication channel. But when they're here and say, for instance, if there's an issue, then text is great and, and they like to pick up the phone. Often they're from overseas, so you've got issues with, um, you know, numbers and so on. So, yeah, it's definitely a combination of both. But quick emails, make them snappy, make, make sure you're available 24-7. Once you've got them in, they've had a lovely stay, and I know how important these five-star reviews are. How do you how do you encourage them, and what do you do to make sure you get a five-star review? So five-star reviews, um, yeah, it's authenticity for for a start, but it's also how do they when they arrive, 
Do they know how to get there? You always need to be able to access the property on site. You don't want to have your guests going to collect keys and so on. That's really important. Um, just amenities. So as soon as they walk in, like I love it when we meet a, a new guest and they go straight into the fridge and they grab mineral water and they go and look at it in the hamper and there's biscuits and they can go and make it, turn on the kettle, make a cup of tea, um, cappuccino machines there with the pods ready to go. All of those things have to be covered off. They want to know, they need to know that they can settle in. They've got a couple of days, they might go shopping in a couple of days, but certainly make sure that they can settle in immediately and, and relax. Um, I've heard some bizarre stories on how to get five star reviews. I hear people bake cakes and all sorts of things. Whatever it takes, mm. you need those five star reviews. So be there, be available, make sure you've got a guidebook that they know where do I go? What's the local, the closest cafe that I go to? Make it easy for them. Make it so easy for them. Make it easy for them to turn on the television. Um, make sure that they can Wi-Fi. Absolutely a disaster if you don't have operation, you know, Wi-Fi as yeah. the first second. That worse yeah. than a leaking toilet. If I don't know what my Wi-Fi password is, you're dead. You're dead. It's as simple as that. <laughs> yeah. If I can't uh, get online, the world yeah. stops turning. I believe it, has, it hasn't happened yet. But yeah. if, it's, if if I can't get online, I think that's what's going to happen. Do you have any trouble vetting guests? I mean, do you do you get a text or an email or, or an inquiry and think mm, something doesn't seem right here? Does that yeah. ever happen? It really does, and we've got to be very careful with that. And there is a whole protocol that goes into vetting the guests. So like know. references and that sort of stuff? Yeah, look, and there's so much information out there. We can, social media pages, there's yeah. so many things. And if we see a wild group of young people that are constantly clinking glasses and they look, it sometimes doesn't work in a high-end home. No. So we do spend a lot of time vetting. We look at the social media pages, we look at LinkedIn, mm. but we also look at their reviews. And you check out the Instagram and most of the hashtags, get and smash tomorrow night, and so you just like bar them straight <laughs> that, up. That's you know. it. And yeah. then we look at addresses. So we, we look, you know, is their address authentic? And if they're living in the middle of a park, then we think, well, that doesn't quite add up. Um, what about pets? Uh, oh. We're, oh, look at that sigh. Oh, no, they're just, everybody wants to bring their pets. It's yeah. great, you know? Johnny can, Depp. Yeah, abs <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's a classic example. Um, every day we get requests for pets. And is, is this a problem for you? Um, we have pet friendly and non-pet friendly, and it's not necessarily high end versus you know lots of our high end property are pet friendly as well. Yeah. We take bonds. We do pet interviews now, so if we're uncertain, we'll bring the owners and, and the guests together and let's have a look at the little ball of fluff and make sure that they're you know going to behave and they're not barking and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Really critical pet bonds and. All sorts of cleans that we do afterwards and it's absolutely fine yeah i mean i can tell from my own experience it sounds like i've got a horror story neighbors but i haven't i love my neighborhood it's all perfect but uh there is a block of units in earshot of my place and they airbnb one of the right. spaces and i can never understand why they bring a dog on hold that is leave it locked in an apartment so it can bark and annoy the crap out of me all day well they're <laughs> down the beach i That's mean true. what happens then what about neighbors yeah. how important is it to keep your neighbors happy you have to keep your neighbors happy it's yeah. all about the community and we spend a lot of time making sure that pet interviews and all those things for that exact reason mm -hmm. barking dogs in the middle of the day yep. and not going to keep for a happy community just imagine uh, you don't have 130 exclusive properties on the market you've got yourself a three-bedroom apartment uh, you're living with someone else and you've got a room 
is it worthwhile trying to Airbnb that room yeah. or is it just going to be too hard for, for a one-off one room? Yeah, okay. Um, good question. Is it is it worth it? Look, it, it, it could be worth it. I, f- I feel that there's still um, opportunity to do that proper vetting. Mm-hmm. And then if you're travelling like... Years ago, it was really restricted who would do this, but nowadays everybody everyone's does it. doing it. Everyone's our neighbours, and we don't have any. They have great guests. They're obviously doing good good vetting. They do it for different reasons. Some of them are, are travelling, and they're going to stay in other properties. And they think, well, if we're spending good money, then I want good money for for the my home so that I can pay for these holidays. Other people, it's a cash flow thing. Um, so so long as you're doing it correctly. And you're doing it um, with a lot of thought and a lot of care, then I feel it, it it's definitely possible, and it's just going to grow. It's just getting more and more popular. It's exciting. I think it's one of the greatest innovations that that have come up to make it possible for more and more people to travel and gather experiences. I was reading a report the other day that NAB, one of the large banks, put out, and it was about people are no longer just collecting items and and new toys. They're going out and collecting experiences. And yeah. I feel like these businesses, mm. the Airbnbs, the Ubers, the you know, Deliveroo's are all making this possible. Even we'll have guests that come in, they jump off the, the plane, they jump in a um, Uber, they go to the property, they're in an Airbnb property or, or one of our properties, and then they're jumping in a Uber, going somewhere, then they're working in a WeWork space, right. and then they're ordering room service or mm. Deliveroo at night. Is that old saying finished then, or is it going to be finished soon? A man's home is his castle. We used to be so protective of our little space and not in, and, and be very conscious of who came into it. Is, is the future looking that homes are just going to be a part of our life that we share with others? Look, it's really interesting because when we started out, this world was not... The high-enders were not going anywhere near it. But they're travelling and they're experiencing someone else's home yeah. and they're really comfortable. They're really quite proud so to show off their home. So, yes, are we going to be sharing? Maybe we'll go back to what it used to be where everyone invited people into their homes and there was a lot more um, activity around the home. Maybe it will be more along mm. those lines. Mm. And the home, you know, the man's castle, I'm not sure. Am I that old? You don't even know that saying. A man's home is his castle. Yeah. Well, you've you've said it well. I mean, a couple of years ago, we didn't even do this. It was the, the out of left field people that would look at share or swap their homes. Now everyone's doing it. It's a source of income. It's a source of socialisation. It's a way that you can uh, share an experience with someone you don't even know. It's an amazing thing. I've really enjoyed this chat. Uh, yes. Thanks for coming in, and uh, maybe we can chat again sometime. Yeah. Thanks, Barry. It's been so nice to to see you. Very enjoyable. If you want to check out Monique's website, go to hotelesque, that's E-S-Q-U-E dot com dot A-U. Now, Monique has just shared with us how important good photos are for home share websites. Coming up, some simple tips for interior photography with my mate, Stephen Shee. Back in a second. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Nate Matt. Hi, I'm your new bachelor. I <laughs> am really, really nervous. He's hot and he's an astrophysicist. Yeah, look, it's just a job. It is something I'm passionate about, but I love going out, having a yarn about whatever. You'd think being surrounded by single women is every man's dream, and I'm not going to lie, it's, it's fantastic, but to be honest, it's actually really scary. <laughs> the Bachelor on Channel 10. Everyone loves a good photo. Now, you might think... Talking about photos on a podcast is a pretty bad idea. I'm going to tell you, I've never let a bad idea get in the way of a good chat. And it just so happens I know someone who is said to be one of the greatest photographers on earth. And I'm going to qualify that by saying this. I've taken about seventeen to 20,000 photos of my children. This guy takes one photo and shows me and I start to cry. How do you do it? Stephen Chi, photographer extraordinaire. How are you, mate? Really, really good, Vaz. Great intro. Um, but yes, uh, those kids are pretty special. So nice, easy subject. They are very photogenic and uh, their faces are to die for. This is a photo from about 25 metres away and it's of their backs. How did you make, and you know the photo I'm talking about because you gifted it to me in a frame, how do you bring so much emotion and so much life into a black and white still photo from 25 metres away? Um, I, I think, you know, we've grown up with them. We saw them come home from the hospital since day one. I know them pretty well. I know, you know, you and Leone, the family and Marina. And I guess, you know, we had them with us that day and they were having a ball at the beach and it was just watching them together. Um, and they held their own hands like Bennett was taking Arabella in and it was just you know they really made it who's responsible for the perfect photo the people being or the object being photographed or the photographer well you got to capture the moment but I feel like I can only make my images from what's in front of me you know sometimes we have to manufacture things and create a background or create the light that's happening um, but yeah I think it's a shared scenario. But you froze a moment in time that'll be held uh, by us forever. Look at me, I'm emotional just talking about that photo. That was a single moment that we frozen forever. And a second later or a second before, it wasn't the same moment. How do you choose that moment? How do you know when to pull the trigger? I don't know. I've been doing it since I was in high school. It's just that the skill of taking a photo's the having the person not feel like they're there you know in that scenario I feel that's when you get the most natural the most real and that's when the kids you know when the kids were walking you know I was probably telling them to you know smile mum you know give mum and dad a wave blah 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 but then it was when they walked back to the water when they were just being themselves and Bennett you know took Arabella's hand because she didn't want to go too deep because you know the waves you know were lapping at their ankles and that was the moment that just shone what makes a good photo is is it the color is it the grade is it the composition what makes the perfect photo as far as you're concerned um the perfect photo i think you know some it when the person for me i feel like the main pats on the back i get is when i the person gets to go somewhere that takes them out of their train trip or their office or their you know they're surfing the net and it stops them and it's 
whether they're, you know, whether I've been able to luckily to go to Wanaka in New Zealand and we're shooting on these mountain tops and the girls walking in the blistering wind and it's, you know, the, there's storms coming in. It just being able to take someone somewhere else to have a bit of a recess time from, from life and, you know, mm. they are get to go somewhere or feel a bit of the adventure that we get to live the image yeah pretty much you do know. you need that specialist camera for that or can you snap can you can you snap that miracle photo with a with an iphone or a, a smartphone definitely 100 percent. yeah like we it's about the what's in front of the camera really the the cameras that i use are they're built for toughness they're built for speed they're built for resolution now the phones are catching up with that but if the light's bad or the subject's not good or the you know the composition is rubbish it's still going to be a rubbish picture on my fancy camera 100 percent. what i'm really interested you know i love interior design uh when it comes to interior photography how different is that or is that a specialty for photography or is it you know, is it the same basics of, the, of, of photography that's used indoors and outdoors and what changes? Um, it's definitely a, its own little, you know, area of photography, interior. Um, I guess the main thing, you know, when I think of interior, I definitely go straight to the, um, at the type of lens that you would probably use, which is a tilt-shift lens, which helps keep all the vertical lines in the you know, environment in the house, in the in the room, straight and vertical. That's a professional's uh, domain, and yeah. and I imagine that sort of thing's really expensive. You're trying to snap a couple of photos for Instagram or for your Airbnb, or yeah. or if you're selling a piece of real estate, what's some tricks, uh, or what's the best way for an amateur to get as close to professional as they can get? Um, just hold the camera as flat and straight up and down as possible. And if you need to get something, if you've got some flash chandelier that you want to take a picture of and include, move your whole self up and keep the camera flat, like a, you know, straight up and down. Don't okay. tilt it backwards because that's when you get all the wacky wall shapes and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, that would be, you know, keeping the thing flat and then picking the, the right time of day to shoot the picture because like the i you know as you know we've renovated um sort of recently and i i always think about taking photos in here and just watching the light throughout the day i think oh my god i should have done that shot of the that certain wall because the shadows are magic and it shows the depth and the space looks beautiful but in the morning light when it was flat it didn't look as magic so the timing of your shot when you decide to shoot that area mm-hmm. is equally as important as keeping that camera flat and straight to the wall. So that's a great tip is to list the photos that you want, yep. then look at the day and how natural light falls uh, onto those areas. And so you don't have to do the photo shoot all in one hour. No, definitely do not do the photo shooting one hour, 100%. Right. Like I, when I'm shooting, you know, for magazines and whatnot, we... My dream run is to get up before dawn. We get to the location as the sun's rising. We shoot for those two and a half hours when it's low. Then budget time permitting, we have a break probably until two o'clock again in the afternoon. They redo the hair and makeup. And then we shoot again from like 3.30 to sunset 
I would do it, you know, over a week and then do one your bedroom when the light's coming through the, the shutters that are on your awning and it's kind of creating that beautiful striped shadow light that rakes across the bed. And then when it's visually impactful, not just, oh, there's a bed and there's the wall and yeah. there's a window there, why not use, you know, the gift of the sun and how it falls and filters and that's where the eye comes in that's where the magic comes in the more we talk the more i can see what i'm doing wrong <laughs> it's interesting uh something else i notice i've been in tv for a little while now and uh whenever we're gonna do a piece of camera if i'm walking through an interior they'll want all the lights off when you think back your average guy wants to shoot uh his airbnb he's got his iphone at best maybe an slr or something like that does he turn the lights off does he turn the lights on does he you know, how does an amateur get these shots? If there's um, an opportunity to use a lamp or a low to the ground light, great, but don't use down top ceiling lights. I feel like they're just not, they're not, they're just an overall flood of light. It's the same light that I'm avoiding when I shoot in the morning and the afternoon unless they're like beautiful spotlit down onto some little you know, special bit of furniture that you've got, I wouldn't. Fascinating. Stephen, I've loved this chat, as I always do with you. Look forward to another one in the future, but thanks for joining us on uh, Hammer at Home with Baz. That's no a pleasure. Thanks for listening. Now, before I go, I want to thank everyone who has subscribed and given me a review. There's a couple here I'm going to read out because I'm a little chuffed. Missy D says, The conversational nature of this podcast feels like I'm listening to a friend. Thanks for the insight, Barry. That's beautiful. I love that. The next one is from Tyrannical. Love that name. My son's going to love that as well. He loves dinosaurs. I don't know if that's actually a dinosaur name, but it sounds like one to me. What they say is good for a short car ride. Barry is just damn likable. You're likable as well. That's terrific. Now from Facebook... Kimberly Vacha Dring. Now, I'm going to apologize if I got that wrong. Anybody that uh, knows anything about me knows I don't read and write real well. I'm going to just keep doing my best. And I know I put ink on the end of thing and everybody hates that, but I just keep trying. What Kimberly has said is just subscribe. Look forward to listening. Well, let's hope we get a follow-up and she loved what she heard as well. Hey, if you want to give me some feedback on these podcasts or talk to me about anything really, if you've got a uh, suggestion for a story you should run on the, uh, on the podcast, send me an email, hammerathome at network10.com.au. Till next time, take it easy, be safe and uh, tune into the living room if you're doing nothing Friday nights. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.